Thank you for joining us on the Hope Church LV podcast. We're excited you came across this message. The sermon you are about to listen to is from our baptism weekend. If you're joining us for the first time, I want to be the first to say, welcome to Hope Church. Go ahead and open up the Hope Church LV app or visit hopechurchlv.com and click connect with us to fill out a short digital connection card. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast to help spread hope to the world. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning, Hope Church family. My name is Scott. I have the privilege of being one of the pastors here and excited you've joined us on our baptism weekend. For those of you who call Hope Church home, you might be wondering why we sang so little today. We abbreviate our service so that we can have more time later together in the courtyard to enjoy some food together and to celebrate life change through baptism. If you have a Bible, you can open it to Acts chapter 2. And as we jump into our baptism weekend, I, I know even as I say that word, many things might come to your mind. Baptism. Depending on your church background or your religious experience, right now you're thinking all sorts of things about baptism. For those of you who have been at Hope for a long time, you've heard about what baptism is from God's word, and that's what we really want to do today. I want to start off today by showing you a picture of some people being baptized. Here's four different people being baptized, and as you can already see just from the picture, they come from different cultures. You might not be able to tell, but in this picture are represented different countries and contexts, but they all share something very, very powerful. They all, in different countries and contexts and circumstances, told and shared a very core message with this symbol of baptism. Samantha over here is an eighth grade girl who was born in a non-Christian home in the state of Florida. She was invited by her nanny, Verena, who baptized her to a summer camp where she heard the gospel, received Christ and said, I want a relationship with him. And out of that was baptized as a symbol of her relationship with Jesus. We praise God for stories like Samantha. Maybe some of you have that story raised in a non-Christian home, didn't hear the gospel. That was my story. Went to a summer camp, got saved, forever changed my life. That's Samantha's story. This man right here, this is actually in a South Asian country. His name is Nageshwar. Nageshwar was born in a very small village in a very small country, or in, in, a, in a country in South Asia. And he was born as a Hindu. He's never been 100 miles outside of his village or seen an airplane in real life. And a few weeks ago, our team that we prayed for went to this village, village to village. And these people that had never even heard the name of Jesus, our team got to share with them the life-changing message and the good news of Jesus Christ. And Nageshwar and many others came to faith in Christ and immediately shared that and proclaim that through baptism. Amen. This little beautiful girl right here is my daughter, Avery, and yes, that is me back when I had hair, amen? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> That's Avery, she is my 10-year-old daughter, my oldest daughter. She was raised in our home where the gospel is celebrated and valued above all things and constantly proclaimed, but she learned, just like those girls in that video earlier, that she is not saved by her parents' faith, that she came to a saving knowledge of Jesus on her own as, as her own faith and publicly just before COVID made that faith public through 
baptism. And finally, this man here was a high-ranking journalist that traveled the world with the king of Iran. I mean, this is as high in the Iranian circles as you can be, born in the Middle East, in the Islamic faith. Mortiza is his name. And then the man that is baptizing him right there is actually right here on the front row. That is Pastor Martin Hagani, who has planted a church here in our city, reaching Iranian people for the sake of Christ. And he met this man, shared the gospel with this man caught up in Islam. Amen, amen. We love you, Pastor Martin. And he was baptized as a symbol of his relationship with Jesus. We see this picture. Different cultures, different contexts, the same core message. People who had received Christ, repented of their sins, publicly sharing that through baptism. What is this ancient practice of the church that we see all over the world? Millions of people, millions and millions throughout the course of church history have been baptized to publicly proclaim their faith in Christ. Why is this important? Why do we set a whole weekend aside to talk about baptism? Here's why. I hope you lean in today, and I believe this is significant. Many people, maybe you, see baptism as nothing more than a religious ritual rather than instead of the powerful picture that it is. If you're a believer in Jesus today and you've been baptized, we're gonna talk about you in just a moment. But I hope as you see people be baptized today, we're not just going through religious motions. We are seeing a powerful picture of the gospel played out before our very eyes. That's why when we say we celebrate life change, that's what we're doing. We are celebrating life change. So this matters because many people think baptism is just a religious ritual. But we're gonna show you today from God's word, it is a powerful picture. That's that's what's on the table today. We are questioning baptism. We're gonna ask some hard questions about baptism and I wanna clearly teach on what it is and and all about it. And, And here's the spoiler alert. We're actually going to, at the end of our service, invite you who have not been baptized according to the Bible as Jesus followers. We're gonna invite you today to be baptized. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, so let's move on. Okay, Acts chapter two. If you have a Bible, I already asked you to turn there. Acts chapter two. We're gonna read at the end of this chapter, give you a little context of where we are. Acts chapter two, Jesus has has lived on the earth, been crucified for the sin of the world, rose again. We celebrated that at Easter, Easter, spent 40 days preaching and proclaiming the kingdom of God. In Acts chapter one, he ascends into heaven. And in Acts chapter two, he sends his Holy Spirit. God does an amazing work. And Peter, somebody who followed Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, begins to preach a sermon in Acts chapter two. And that's where we're gonna find ourselves at the end of that sermon. So the sermon has wrapped up. And this is what we see in Acts chapter two, starting in verse 37. Now, when they heard this, that's the sermon, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And just like any good preacher, he wasn't quite done preaching and with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them. They thought they were done. He was going revving up for part two. Saying, save yourselves from this crooked crooked generation. 
So verse 41, those who received his word were baptized. And there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Out of this passage of scripture, we are gonna look at baptism. What is baptism? We're gonna ask some questions and that's the first one. What is this ancient practice of the church? What is baptism? We have a, a very succinct statement here at Hope Church. You'll see it actually out by our baptistry. When we built this building, we put it on the wall. We say it very clearly at Hope Church. Baptism is a public declaration that says, I am a Jesus follower. Out of this passage, we're gonna unpack that a little more, but that's how we say it here at Hope Church. Baptism is a public declaration that says, I am a Jesus follower. Let's jump into this text and see where that comes from. You'll see in this text, starting in verse 37, we'll put it on the screen. Now, when they heard this, that's the first thing we need to stop and listen to. These people heard the gospel. Peter, if you read the rest of, uh, the rest of chapter two of the uh, book of Acts, Peter is explaining to them what Jesus has done for them. It's a lot like what we heard last week in our Easter message. This love that Jesus has for us, that he died for our sin and rose again on the third day. They heard this. This is important because they were leaning into what Peter was saying. They heard the gospel. But secondly, we see in verse 37, they not only heard the gospel, they responded to the gospel. This phrase, they were cut to the heart. It's a word that means they were deeply moved. Those of us that are in the room that have been a part of sermons where God was clearly moving, we felt this. Man, I'm leaning in and I'm listening to the guy with the, with the microphone on his face, but I feel like it's actually the Lord who's speaking to me and I'm being cut to the heart. I am deeply moved. So they not only heard the gospel, they responded to what they were hearing. God was up to something. So they say in verse 38, what shall we do? And Peter tells them, repent and be baptized. And then we see after a few more words, it said he, he went on for part two of his sermon. We see in Acts chapter two, verse 41, it says this. So those who received his word were baptized. This idea of receiving the word, it means to hear something, to respond to it, and then to believe to action what you have heard and are responding to. They received the word. They believed it. And so what did they do out of that belief? They moved to action. And it says they were baptized. All throughout the New Testament and all throughout church history, we see followers of Jesus receiving the word and then following in obedience by being Baptized. Really, this is the first step of obedience we see in God's word. As you become a follower of Jesus, the first step of obedience is baptism. We have a symbol in our culture that's just very, very significant and helpful when we're talking about this idea of baptism, and that is that of the wedding ring. Some of you have heard this illustration. It's powerful. I wear a wedding ring because on November 7th, 2008, I was 20, just 22 years old, and, and I stood before my family and friends, and I pledged my love and allegiance to my wife, Candace. On November 7, 2008, I stood before all the people that I love, and I pledged my love and allegiance to this woman. And as a symbol of that, now almost 14 years later, I wear this wedding ring. In a way, it tells the story of me and Candace. When people see that I am married and, and begin to ask me about my wife, I have the privilege of sharing with them the story of my wife and I. Just like my wedding ring is a symbol of my relationship with my wife, 
Baptism is a symbol of my relationship to the Lord. Just like my ring in and of itself, it's not much. I mean, you're gonna see here, if you haven't experienced Christian baptism in just a few moments, we're gonna go out there and, and it's, it's a pretty quick deal. We're gonna dump some people in water and in and of itself, it's not that much. And if it's not done for the right reasons, it's kind of like a cheap bath, <laughs> like, okay? But it tells a story. It, it, is, is, it isn't significant unless it tells a story of something very significant and, and the Bible tells us that it does. It's this beautiful picture. What's the picture? Romans chapter six, verse three and four tell us. Romans is written to, Romans is written to a church in Rome that's just following Jesus. Paul is writing this letter explaining to them what baptism is and he says in Romans chapter six, verse three and four, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. That is the picture of baptism. These four baptisms that I put on the screen earlier, these are people, put it this way, are putting on their spiritual wedding ring. They are saying to the world, I have a love relationship with Jesus. I want to be clear, baptism does not save you. It's very important to hear that today. Baptism does not save you. Maybe you're thinking, wait a minute, I read verse 38, and it seems like there's something going on in verse 38. Again, we're not afraid of hard text here in the Bible. Let's jump in. What does verse 38 say? And Peter said to them, repent, here it is, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. What? For the forgiveness of your sins. So what's up with that if baptism doesn't save you? I want to, for the sake of our time and the sake of understanding baptism, I want to dive into a little helpful Bible study for us today. Because it sure seems like, according to this verse, that we are baptized for the forgiveness of our sins. And that's where a little helpful Bible study will help. That word for in the Greek language. If you didn't know, the Bible, the New Testament specifically, was written in the Greek language. And that word for is a very significant Greek word. It's the Greek word ice. And it can be translated depending on the situation in two different ways that are very, very significant. The first way this verb can be, or this, this word can be translated is depending on the action, if the action was in the future. For instance, if I said I need to go to Smith's for groceries, it's what I go to Smith's for, it's what you go to Smith's for. If I was going to Smith's for groceries, I need to purchase groceries, so I am going to the store to do that. You could say it like this. I want, went to Smith's in order to get groceries. So some people read this verse and they think I am baptized in order to get forgiven of my sins. But there's another way to translate that word ice in the Greek language. And that is if the action is in the past. Again, example, I'm driving out here on Cactus Avenue. By the way, you gotta be careful out here on Cactus Avenue. Sometimes the awesome police officers just sit there and kind of trap you on, on 25 miles an hour, it turns into 45 and you get yourself a ticket. So that's what happened to me, right? Say that, I, that didn't happen to me, but say that happened to me in this, in this illustration, praise God. That's not a prophecy, praise God. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. I'm driving on cactus, I'm driving too fast, and I get pulled over, and I get myself a speeding ticket like we all have. 
Couple months later, you see me on my way to the courthouse. What do I say? I'm going to pay the fine for my speeding ticket. The speeding ticket did not happen in the future. It happened in the past. And now I am paying that fine because of the speeding. So in this passage, am I baptized in, in order to obtain forgiveness of sins or am I baptized because I've already been forgiven of my sin? This is where we need scripture to interpret scripture because in and of itself, this verse doesn't tell us. But as Bible study, we always wanna remember to interpret scripture with scripture. We don't take one verse and run with it and base our whole theology on it. We see what the Bible has to say about itself in its totality. So scripture interprets scripture and all over the New Testament, we see a pattern. I challenge you to find a different pattern than this, that people are not baptized in order to become saved. They are immediately baptized after they have already been saved as a symbol of their salvation. Baptism is a picture of what's happened in my life in the past, not something I do to be saved in the present. Put some Bible on that. Romans chapter 10, verse nine, verse where some of us have heard. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. Notice what is missing here. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, and make sure you get baptized. It's not what it says. This is one of many passages of Scripture in the New Testament that show that baptism is a symbol after I've already been saved. Jesus himself in Mark chapter 1, verse 15 says this, repent and believe the gospel. You'll be saved. Not repent, believe the gospel, and go find a lake somewhere to be baptized. Baptism doesn't save me. It's a powerful picture that I've already been saved. It's very significant for us to land on and to have clarity on today. Baptism doesn't save you. It is a powerful picture that I already have been saved. So why should we get baptized? Some of you might be thinking, well, if I don't have to, why do I, why do I have to get baptized? If I don't have to, why should I get baptized? And and if you're thinking that this morning, I would challenge you that you may have the wrong perspective. Again, think about the last wedding you went to. Feels like there's weddings happening all the time. Now that COVID is kind of ending and I see weddings all the time on Instagram. You're at this wedding and it's beautiful and the flowers are just right and the bride looks beautiful and the men are all looking sharp. And there's a moment where the, the pastor looks at the best man and says, do we have the rings? And he gets the rings. And just before he goes to put the ring on his wife's finger, she goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Do I have to wear that? Yeah, you're laughing because that would be awkward, right? Like, We've never seen a wedding like that. Why? Because it's not a have to in that moment. The love and the symbolism is there. And so it's not a have to, like obligation. It's a joyful, it's a joyful get to. Like I wear this ring, not because I got to make sure I tell people about the old ball and chain Candace that I'm stuck with. <laughs> I think she's in this service. I love her. Okay. Like we're, we're totally awesome. Okay. I don't wear this because I feel like I have to. Listen, I wear this ring as a joyful symbol to say I am so stoked to be married to my bride, Candace. It's a joyful thing to be able to tell people about my relationship with my wife. I get to tell people. And listen, we, we do that in every area of our lives. We are public sharers about the things that we love. 
I mean, think about it. This is a human thing, not a Christian thing, a human thing. If you love something, you have no issue at all telling the world about it, amen? Like I am passionate. Sometimes it's a little embarrassing, but I am passionately excited every single season that the Dallas Cowboys are gonna win the Super Bowl, amen? I tell everybody about it. It's on my Instagram profile. I don't care if they're one in 15. It says Dallas Cowboys, okay? I publicly share it. Why? Because I really, really, really care about it. You ask me if I have kids, I'm not gonna say, yeah, I got four of those things. <laughs> I'm gonna pull out my phone and say, yeah, there's Bryce at his last jujitsu tournament and there's Blaine and Avery. Like I'm excited about my kids. There's Aria and her gymnastics. Why? Because I publicly share about what I really care about. Think about that. I publicly share about what I truly care about, and so do you. So no one has to convince me to do that. So we don't look at baptism as a, do I have to do that? Listen, we get to publicly proclaim that Jesus Christ has changed my life. I'm not the same because of his death, burial, and resurrection. I am forgiven and free, and I wanna publicly proclaim that through baptism. Amen. So we do this, yes, out of joyful obedience. The Bible does tell us the first step of obedience is baptism, but it's also a way that we grow in our faith. One of the first things I love when people meet Jesus that you get to tell them is, hey, there's a next step for you that'll help you grow in your faith and deepen your dependence on God. We lead them towards baptism. Many people, maybe in this room that, that got saved at Easter, they got a call this week from somebody on our team lovingly, lovingly showing them the next step for them in joyful obedience is to be baptized this weekend. And in our teaching team, when we were talking about this idea of baptism as a tool for growth in your life, Pastor Tom, like he always does, kind of gave one of those awesome one-liners. And Pastor Tom said, listen, if people have an issue obeying the first thing Jesus said, how are they ever gonna obey all the other things he tells them throughout their journey? That's powerful. Like if we have issue like, do I have to do the, the first thing he commands? We have to look at our heart. Listen, baptism doesn't save us, but it's a powerful picture that we have been saved. The Bible says, as we go down into the water. It is a picture of our dying to self and a picture that he has radically changed our life. Just as he rose from the dead, we rise to walk in newness of life. Salvation and baptism are inextricably linked in the New Testament. You cannot get away from it. So that is what baptism is. Second question, as we finish up today, before we go celebrate, who should get baptized? We've looked at what it is, who should get baptized? And in asking this question, it actually is more helpful to ask the inverse, who should not get baptized? And I believe there are two groups of people in the room today or maybe watching online that should not get baptized. Here's the first group of people. People who do not have a relationship with Jesus. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus today, I do not want you to be baptized. In the same way as I don't think you're probably wearing a wedding ring if you're not married. The symbol is as significant as the relationship. Listen, you probably do not wear a wedding ring if you are not married. Because some of you are like, I'm trying to get married, so I'm not wearing a wedding ring. 
In and of itself, the symbol is meaningless if the relationship isn't there. The water outside in that baptistry is the same water that you shower in, that you wash your dishes with, that your dog drinks out in the backyard. It is not special water. It is not holy water. It is Clark County water. You've been here a long time. You're like, oh my Lord. It's got chlorine in it. Don't worry. We, we clean that stuff. This ring, I actually wear one of those rubber rings. Like this thing is not worth much money at all. I won't tell you how much I paid for it on Amazon. In and of itself, this is honestly kind of worthless. But when I wear it, it is a symbol of something that is extremely valuable. So if I don't have a relationship with my wife, this ring is pointless. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, baptism is pointless. That's why it says in verse 41, they received the word. They believed. They began a relationship with Jesus. Then they were baptized. Married people wear wedding rings. Jesus followers get baptized. And listen, if you're here today, I want you to hear this. Getting baptized today will not give you a great week. Being baptized today won't wash away what you did this weekend. Being baptized today won't give you any sort of good vibes or, 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 or good fortune for the weeks ahead. Listen, it is just water. Baptism doesn't do any of those things, but here's what I want you to hear. Jesus does. Like Jesus today will save you. Baptism won't, but Jesus will. Jesus will give you hope in the midst of darkness if you're having a rough week. Jesus will wash away your sins. Jesus will give you hope for your future. Baptism doesn't do that, but Jesus does. And maybe today you're here and you, you've never had a relationship with Jesus. Today you can, you can meet Jesus. You can begin to follow Jesus. And as your first day, just like they did in the book of Acts, you can publicly proclaim this, this very day that I have a relationship with Jesus. And that would be beautiful. And we would celebrate with you like the heavens are celebrating with you today. So maybe to you, for you today, the call isn't necessarily to be baptized. The call is to Christ. The call is to be saved. So people who, have a, who do not have a relationship with Jesus, they, you do not need to be baptized if you do not have a relationship with Jesus. Here's the second group of people. People who have already been baptized according to the teaching of the New Testament. And praise God, there are many people at Hope Church, we've baptized thousands of people over these 21 years, and there are many people that call Hope Church home that have been baptized according to the teaching of the New Testament. And as you see people being baptized today, eating your hot dog outside, celebrating with them, I hope you just inside say, thank you, Jesus, for what you have done in my life. Because that's a picture of my life before Christ. And as they come out of the water, that's what you've done in my life since. So thank you, Jesus. We're not just watching religious rituals, people. We're seeing God on the move and God paint a picture of what's happened in your life if you're a believer. So if you've been baptized, according to the teaching of the New Testament, you say, what is that? Well, we see in the New Testament, baptism has a few characteristics. First of all, baptism in the New Testament is after salvation. We've already talked about that. After salvation, we see that very clearly in the New Testament. But secondly, baptism in the New Testament is by immersion, after salvation, by immersion. That's a word that means to go completely under the water. So why do you believe that? We believe that, first of all, because of what it, the original Greek word for baptism. It's a, it's a Greek word, baptizo, and it actually isn't a spiritual word. Originally, this word was used about talking about ships that were being sunk in the ocean. They were going completely under and submerged under the ocean, baptized into the ocean. 
So we got a word as we saw people in the New Testament being baptized, they actually used that same word to signify what was happening to people as they were completely submerged. So we believe it because of the original language, but also because of the picture it paints. We already talked about this, but we see in Romans chapter six that we are buried with Christ. And as he rose, we rise to walk in newness of life. So we believe baptism, according to the New Testament, is after salvation, by immersion, here's the third one, in community. The end of Acts chapter two, verse 41, they were baptized and it says, and that day were added about 3,000 souls. Were added. I don't know if you've ever thought when you read that, what were they added to? They already had come to know Christ. They were added to something. Well, we understand from the context of scripture, they were added to God's local family, the church. So that's why as a church family, we do this together. We don't just tell everyone, go get baptized in your bathtub by yourself with your family. We do this as a community after salvation, by immersion, in community. So there are two groups of people today that should not be baptized. People that do not have a relationship with Jesus. Your call is to come to Christ. Secondly, those who have already been baptized according to the teaching in the New Testament. Here's where we land the plane. If you are not in those two groups, today you need to be baptized. Just a few minutes in our courtyard with your church family. Let me say it a different way. If you're a follower of Jesus and you have not been baptized after salvation by immersion in community, I would invite you today. I believe the Holy Spirit is inviting you today to be baptized today. Immediately, I, I can see some fidgeting. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. like today, today, today. Just like we saw in the book of Acts, they heard, they responded, they were deeply moved, they received, and then they went home and prayed about it a little bit. No, they got baptized today. And I know there's some objections that are already swirling. Right now, I believe there are a thousand things that the enemy is using to try to distract some of you from obeying Christ in baptism today. And I just wanna call them out and put them on blast and put them up here on the screen. Here's a few things you may be thinking. I'm not ready. Ah, yeah, I hear you, I get it, but like, I'm not ready. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, right now, you are as ready as the New Testament says you need to be to be baptized. Doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter, I love that Fallon said that. I don't have to know all the books of the Bible by heart, amen. These people knew nothing except Jesus Christ saved them and so they were gonna publicly share that with baptism. The only prerequisite for baptism in the New Testament is salvation. So if you're a follower of Jesus today and you've never been baptized, you are ready. You don't have to clean your life up. You don't have to have a certain amount of good days to feel good about this. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are as ready as the New Testament says you need to be. But maybe you're here and you're thinking, I'm not ready like practically. <laughs> Like, I am in my church clothes. I did not bring clothes to get baptized. I'm not ready because of what I'm wearing. And here's the good news. We went to the store and we bought it all for you. Seriously, there's like 
a bunch of, I don't even know where it is, but like there is shorts and shirts and they got a bunch of hair care products and deodorant and lotion and all this stuff in the bathroom. Why? Because we wanted you to feel really good about looking exactly like you do right now after you get baptized. So if you're not ready, practically, I'm here to say, rest assured, we got you ready. You can follow Christ in baptism today and still look as beautiful as you do right now when you get in your car later. <laughs> Maybe another objection. I was baptized before. Meet a lot of people. Maybe you were a part of the Catholic tradition and you were baptized as a baby. Again, I would, I would challenge your, your, your baptism in this way, that baptism in the New Testament is not for babies. It is after salvation. So your baptism as a baby may have been your parents saying, man, I hope they follow the Lord. I, I hope they, they do what's right by God. But you and of yourself, because I was there when my little brother got baptized. He was a part of the Catholic tradition. And I saw this baby who didn't know what was going on get baptized. He did not get baptized after salvation because he could not make that decision on his own. So today, if you were baptized as a Catholic, as a baby, I would encourage you and challenge you if you're a Christian and a follower of Christ to get baptized today because baptism is after salvation. Maybe you were a part of another kind of faith tradition that as soon as you said the right words, somebody said, you need to get baptized. And you got baptized when you were six or seven. There was somebody in our teaching team that shared, this is his testimony. Like, I didn't really understand what I was doing. My parents said I, I made a profession of faith and I got in the water. And he got baptized later in life because he understood that he really wasn't following Jesus at that time. He was, he was young, he didn't understand what was happening. And so maybe today, that would be your story. I was baptized before, but understanding what we just learned in the New Testament, I need to be baptized today after salvation by immersion in community. A couple more objections. I'm afraid of fill in the blank. Some of us are afraid of what people will think. I'm with my family, man. Like, what are the people next to me going to think? Listen, there are going to be a bunch of people in that courtyard celebrating alongside heaven with every single person that gets baptized. Don't be afraid of what people think because there's a whole group of people here today that are going to be celebrating your step of obedience in Christ. Amen. Talk to some people. I, I, I'm afraid I'm not going to be good enough. Listen, that's the point of baptism. You are outing yourself as a follower of Jesus to say, I'm not good enough. That's why I'm a follower of Christ, because he is good enough. He is my righteousness. I'm not having to get out of this water and be righteous. He is my righteousness. So I'm proclaiming to the world, I'm not good enough. So maybe that's you today. Rest assured, you're not good enough. Maybe you're afraid of doing things in public. Maybe you're afraid of water. And I know that sounds funny. We've had people say, I, I just don't, I'm not into that. Listen, I know it's a little chilly out there. We warmed up the water. We made, come on, we got this ready to go. The enemy will always try to instill fear in us in the very things that God is calling us to trust him in. What is it right now that might be holding you back? You know, I'm supposed to, I'm being cut to the heart right now, like this passage said. I'm hearing, God is working, and all throughout this time, the enemy is trying to say, don't do it. Maybe finally your objection is, I just don't understand why it's a big deal. Even after all this, like, I just don't get it. Listen, this was my testimony. I was 17 years old. You know how, no offense if you're 17, but like the whole goal in life is like to be cool. <laughs> 
So I get saved at a summer camp and my leaders lead me and say, hey, it's time for you to be baptized. And I'm like, nah, man, like that, that's not for me. That's not my deal. And I didn't understand why it was such a big deal. And praise God, I had loving leaders come alongside me and show me what we just unpacked today. That baptism is not about you. Baptism publicly declares to the world that you love Jesus. Baptism identifies you with Christ. It, it, it makes you a part of a local family called the church. It preaches the message of the gospel without you saying any words. And it's the first command that Jesus gives. And Scott, you're being disobedient. So praise God, as I heard that, God led me to be baptized. Listen, if you are a follower of Jesus today, what is the enemy putting in your mind right now that's preventing you from following his call to obedience? So here's what's about to happen. We're ending our service a little differently today. We're gonna have some pastors up here like we always do. If you have things in your life as a church family, you just wanna come pray about and burdens on your heart, just like always, we would love to invite you to come down. If you wanna talk to somebody about a relationship with Jesus, praise God. But the main call right now is for many people in the room, as soon as we stand up to sing, I want you to stand up and exit this room however you want to, back there or over here. Right outside in our lobby right now are some trained hosts that are waiting in a red or a blue shirt to step with you every step of the way, to walk with you every step of the way as you are following Jesus in obedience today to be baptized. We will have some people who just wanna talk with you for just a moment about your relationship with Jesus. Again, we wanna make sure we're not just walking through religious ritual today. We want some people to understand your relationship with Jesus and your knowing him. And then in just a few moments, after people get changed, I'm gonna go get changed as soon as I pray right here in a minute. I'm gonna meet you. Me and Pastor Ricky are gonna be in the baptism and in, in, in the baptistry ready to celebrate with however many people wanna get baptized. Pastor Travis mentioned it, but 26 people on Thursday night came forward in the clothes that we bought for them and came forward and said, I wanna publicly proclaim my love for Jesus and walk in this step of obedience and I wanna be baptized. Who is it today in this service? So I'm gonna pray. And I'm praying against the lies of the enemy right now in your mind. And as soon as I say amen, the band's gonna begin to sing. If you need to come be prayed for or talk to somebody, please come up to our pastors. But if you need to be baptized today, if you know that you have not been baptized as a follower of Jesus after salvation by immersion in community, I wanna encourage you and challenge you to follow him today in obedience and stand up from your seat and go to the lobby where we have people that will walk with you every step of the way. And we will celebrate with you out in the courtyard as you take that step of obedience. So Jesus, right now, we pray your will and your way. I pray right now, Holy Spirit of God, for every person in this room who is a follower of Christ that knows that they know that they know that today is the day that they are supposed to follow you in baptism. They don't have to pray about it. You've already told them, Lord. Bind the enemy right now, God. I pray that the enemy would have no hold in anybody's mind in this room. As we stand to sing, Lord, would you move in people's hearts to respond and follow you in obedience. As soon as I say amen, if that's you today, I wanna to encourage you to stand up and go to the back, go to the lobby where we'll have people walk with you. And we wanna celebrate with you. God be glorified. Even as we sing this song, yes, I will. There's a surrender in my life right now to your will and your way.
We love you, Lord. Thank you for all the people that have come forward to be baptized. We proclaim that you are king and you are good. We celebrate with every person also proclaiming that today. In Jesus' name, amen.